Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> About this thing with Live Golf and the PGA Tour and a merger. And I'm like, what? So you try to make sense of this whole thing and you try to process it. And apparently this was done so secretively. Players, agents of players from both sides, PGA and Live, they had no idea that this was happening. And once again, what does it tell you? It reminds me of the old famous saying. And generally when you play to connect the dots and you try to figure out and, and try to look at things rationally as to why things like this transpire what does it come back to always follow the money wise man once said follow the money nothing more nothing less that's what this is Mets finally underway in Atlanta waited out the raindrops or lack thereof I don't know if it even rained I mean it might have just you know they thought it was going to rain whether it did or it didn't but they're playing baseball big three-game series against the first place Atlanta Braves so they are just underway in that one Carrasco against Bryce Elder Yankees who were getting no hit through six innings. Then the White Sox did them a favor and pulled Lucas Giolito with only 100 pitches on his resume tonight. And lo and behold, here in the seventh inning, the Yankees have gotten a couple of hits. They've got a run across the board off of Joe Kelly. And now they've made this one a little bit more interesting. Three to one bombers as they go to the eighth inning in the Bronx. Still no word exactly on Aaron Judge. Remember, because the Yankees are going to have us believe that Aaron Judge is sitting in the clubhouse right now. He's on the training table, and there's a doctor in there who's been, you know, messing around with his big toe for the last three and a half hours, still trying to figure out what's wrong with it, which is the biggest, you know, joke known to man. But you know what they're doing. They're trying to figure out a way to spin this thing and to use it to their advantage as much as possible. But nevertheless, it doesn't change the fact that the Yankees need Aaron Judge in this lineup, and they can ill afford to be without him for a long stretch. And you know, I made the point when we had C.J. Nitkowski on a little bit earlier in the show and that, you know, remember last season what ended up happening to D.J. LeMayhew? And he had the toe issue. And D.J. was a guy that missed some time. And then even when he got back in the lineup late in the year, he was a shell of his former self. You know, did not have that launch when it came to his foot to be able to generate any sort of pop there at the plate. You hope that the same thing is not going to be be falling on somebody like Aaron Judge because it kind of defeats the purpose. So if I'm the Yankees, I mean, anything short of this guy going under the knife and missing, you know, two months, three months or whatnot, I would be cautious. I said this last night. It's not going to cripple the Yankees if Judge misses, you know, one or two weeks here to make sure that that toe is 100%. But I, I, I just think the longer this goes on without any hearing anything definitive about what his condition is, and remember, this has been 72 hours right now, right? 72 hours and still nothing. And ironically enough, Harvey, you mentioned this, right? And the Dodgers now are going to make upgrades to Dodger Stadium, especially on that wall there where Judge kind of used uh, the little kind of stepping stool thing uh, to, to brace his fall and where he made contact with the foot and ultimately injured the toe. They're going to now change that, as yep. I see right now. Why, why is it always – this is like in life. It's not just Dodger Stadium or baseball, but why is it that like something bad has to happen for people to be reactive? 
Why aren't we more proactive instead of reactive as a society? I would like to know the answer to that question. Proactivity has to be the least enforced activity in all of mankind. And that's a problem, don't you think? Don't you think we'd be a better place? We'd be a better world? I would hope you would be proactive. A better anything. The time to start is always now. You know, you're doing the protein shake thing. You're proactive about it, right? You go out there, you get the ingredients, you're making your protein shakes. You're not reacting because something happened to you where you said, hey, I got to start drinking protein shakes. I don't quite understand the comparison, but I like where you're going with this. But uh, I, I think you can make the generality there and put two and two together. That's the point I'm making. Like if, you know, you looked at yourself and you're like, geez, I got to start having protein shakes. Or you went to a doctor appointment and doctor said, you know what, your blood work came back a little sketchy here. I think that you should maybe start taking some like protein shakes just to give a little bit of, you know, substance to your whatnot. That's you being reactive. Instead, you're being proactive. Nobody had to tell you to do it. You're doing it because you want to better yourself. Right. Absolutely. And there you go. That's the comparison. Everything comes back to the protein shake. That's how we make this thing go. All right, 800 That is the telephone number. And also, the bad news today for former Met Jacob DeGrom, Tommy John surgery, hasn't pitched since the end of April, and he's not going to pitch, well, not going to pitch the rest of this year and probably not going to pitch until late in the summer next season for the Texas Rangers. You know, he got his money. You know, good for him that he at least, you know, has some security there. But any athlete, any performer wants to go out there and, and you know, hone their craft and, and perform, earn their living, earn their money. You know, you only have a finite number of years as a professional athlete that you can do this. And unfortunately now for DeGrom, his best years have been spent on the sidelines or at the in, you know, the rehab room, the training table, whatever you want to call it. He just has not been able to kind of pay off what has been just, you know, at times a spectacular, spectacular career. 800-919-3776, that's the number. Let's say hi to Dino in South Plainfield up next here on 98.7. Dean, how are you doing? Hey, Dan, how, how's everything? Good, what's going on? So I I don't know what the major issue is with this liver. I mean, to me, I, I believe it all has to do with bigotry. It has nothing to do with, you know, money or this. It has to do with because it's an Arab-Muslim country, and they're getting involved with sports everywhere, all over, and people just don't like it. I mean, people want to bring up 9-11. Saudi Arabia had nothing to do with 9-11. If their citizens had something to do with it, why blame the country? If an American citizen does something, should we blame the United States for it? So why are we blaming Saudi Arabia? But money Arabia has something to do with it, though, does no, it No, money has to do with it, but people are against it. Why? Because it's Saudi Arabia, not because of money. But why money ultimately today— Money ultimately today, though, was the reason why PGA suddenly came to this epiphany and was like, oh, we got to join forces with them. What, what, what right, makes it? Why, is, why are people against it? Well, it's because, you know, when we, you're right. You know, when you look at some of these Arab nations, right, their human rights and the way that they treat some of the people, it's not exactly conducive uh, what, to what we would expect. What, to okay, so what is the human rights that you see that they treat people? Why? What, what is the issues? Because well, you don't think that, that there is in that country, in those, in those well, nations, though? You know, you. you I mean, okay. Do they have the same freedoms that we have but that's here? That's their religion. I, I, have you ever lived in an Arab country? No, I, you know, I, I haven't, unfortunately. <laughs> so you know who's who's broken the most human rights violations against, uh, according to the UN? You know which country? What's that? It's not an Arab country. It's Israel. But no one ever says anything about that one. They can well, get a, they can play soccer everywhere. No, nothing. Well, I understand that so they don't exactly <laughs> see eye to eye either it's, it's when you bigotry. bring up Israel and, and, bigotry, and the, uh, the Arab nations. Well, Dino, I don't know about that. And thanks for the phone call, though. I appreciate it. Here, here, bottom line is this. 
Okay, the bottom line is this. If you're the PGA Tour, and we played the cuts for you a little while ago, right, and you listen to Jay Monahan, the guy who runs the PGA Tour, and you think back to all the comments that were made for the last couple of years and to how people reacted when these golfers went and took the money to go join Live Golf and looked at it as if they were selling their souls and abandoning the PGA Tour where they got their start, they gave them their opportunity, blah, 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 blah. And look, everybody made the decision what was going to be the best for themselves. And it was going to be for financial backing, which in any walk of life or whatever you do, there's nothing wrong with that option. None whatsoever. So the PGA folks were saying all these things once upon a time, but then today, when it came time for them to get back, or, or for example, when it came time for them to get in bed now with Live Golf and to everything that they frowned down upon within the last couple of years, now they kind of just pushed that stuff all under the rug and pretended as if it didn't happen. And they want to make you forget about all those other things because now they realize that, you know what? Yeah, maybe we could use the backing too. And at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. The money more than anything else. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. And look, this is happening all over the world. I mentioned it earlier. You know, the money that they have in the, in, in the Saudi nations. Bought a soccer team in the EPL. I talked about Newcastle. Newcastle now, it took them 20 years. They're finally back in a Champions League, right? All of a sudden, things are right. Cristiano Ronaldo goes over there, gets a big contract because he's taking the money. That's what makes the world go round more than anything else. Subi in Midtown is up next here on 98.7. Subi, how are you? Hey, Dan. Thanks for taking my call What's so up, Subi? quickly. I mean, the point is this, is that LIV has stacked up on talent, and it was becoming a sideshow. But also, there's a couple of points here is, you know, all the politics of it, both sides are guilty. So it's not just one side or the next, because, you know, Donald Trump, the biggest Republican there is, has supported LIV. So the both sides are guilty, and it's, it's mainly become where money in this world is becoming um, sort of the— majority uh, instead of the entertainment because LIV was not drawing big ratings on TV. You couldn't so find the, it. You couldn't find yeah, Like I said, and, and, I wouldn't I know. I would not even know where the Live Golf was unless I had on Channel 11 and I saw a commercial for it during a Mets game. Okay. That, and and also, earlier in the season, that was like the first I had ever seen of it. Also for us, like we only watch the major championships. So I think it's becoming such a situation where – you know, the money is coming from natural resources. It's not really becoming, you know, we all know what's going on in the news. So let's not play politics anymore on either side because we're all guilty. We, won't, we This whole cycle revolves around all of us putting in the work day to day. And that work extends to other nations. Um, they, were, they were using their natural resource money to become more like us, which is the key thing here is that they're using their natural resource money to become more like us, and this is a step in that direction. That's all I got to say. Subi, thanks for the quote. But again, like the, the whole thing, I'm just talking about, you know, the reason we began this discussion, obviously, was the agreement today. That's what reeks, right? It stinks on both sides. And I think that that's the general sentiment for most people. It's hypocrisy to the umpteenth degree. And I, and I referenced that note that was in the statement. 
in the agreement between these two parties here that the agreement ends all pending litigation between parties. Isn't that convenient? Don't you think? Isn't that convenient? You got money, you make your problems go away. Sam in Brooklyn up next here on 98.7. What's up, Sam? How are you? Hey, what's up, buddy? How you doing today? Good, Sam. What's going on? Hey, so my question is, how how the PGA, how do we get more money in the PGA so that way it doesn't, you know, live or any other outside nation could affect it? Like, how do we get more money to these players for, for them to stay here so we can enjoy them and watch them and, you know, continue to enjoy our golf, enjoy all our sports? Because eventually, if it leads with golf, it, it seems like it's going to lead to the next sport. It'll be basketball, football, and all those sports are going to leave. So what do we do? How do we get that money to stay here or give more money to the players? Like, what do we do? These guys are paying them big money. I mean, of course. I mean, if they're paying me big money, I'm pretty sure if they offer you big money, well, I'm leaving tomorrow. What do you say? Well, and, and, and that's the – look, that's why you have to take this on a case-by-case basis in any situation because there's a lot of folks that, A, would have no problem necessarily taking the bag because they look at it as security more than anything else. In, in right. this In this instance in particular – Sponsorship-wise, right, even though Liv had a tremendous financial backing, I don't know if they were necessarily as successful as getting as much corporate sponsorship as, let's say, the PGA Tour was. As a matter of fact, I know that they weren't, right? Because there were still some companies that didn't want to get into bed as with the Live Golf as far as some of that stuff that, you know, you play Connect the Dots and what some of that stuff was traced to. They didn't want to be associated with that. PGA Tour, on the other hand, they have a history. They have a tradition. They have all of those things already kind of built in. So, all right, that's where, let's say, Live looks at it and says, okay, we could benefit from the relationships that they have. I'm curious to see now moving forward. And the fact that they're both going to be underneath the same umbrella, do some of those sponsorships now frown down upon the PGA Tour because of what they got themselves into and said, ah, you know what, thanks, but no thanks, we're gone. Right. But I just worry. My worry is, can the others, uh, do you think, or do, do you, I mean, with your, I mean, I would like your opinion. Do you believe the other sports are next? It's a good question. And thank you for the phone call, Sam. I appreciate it. Um, Not yet. I can't see that happening. No. I don't think so. Because I'd have to look it up, and I'll do that during the break. I think these other sports, not I think, I know. As far as the four major sports are concerned, the revenue that they generate on an annual basis is pretty staggering. You know, even if you look at, let's say, the NHL, which out of the four major sports, you know, brings in probably, you know, the least annually, as opposed to, of course, the NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA. But it's still, what are we talking about, Seven, eight billion billion a year? I don't think that they're hurting for cash in any way, shape, or form. But that's a good question we'll look into it here. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Grasso Show till 10 right here on 98.7 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! 
loved it. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> Mets and Braves underway. They're still scoreless in the second inning. Yankees trailing the White Sox 3-1 to one in the bottom of the eighth. Trying to see if they could get the bats going here and fight back in this one. We'll wait to see after the game, too, when Aaron Boone meets the media, if he has any update on... Aaron Judge in particular. Let's say hi to PJ. He's in Somerset. He's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. What's up, PJ? How you hey, doing? Dan. How you doing? Good. Um, I just wanted to piggyback on the last caller about uh, if other sports are going to – this is going to happen in other sports. It's happening in soccer to a lesser extent with uh, Messi and Ronaldo going to uh, Saudi to play for those leagues. Um, you know, they got a ton of money. And the other thing about – you know, I get the PGA – doing this because essentially it's like any of these major sports it's you got to have a cartel a monopoly so they kind of have a monopoly here and the litigation would have been expensive but the thing i i think the pj did wrong was the hard stance they took and having their players say hey reject it and they lost out some of these guys lost out millions you look, fo- and, they, look uh, foolish. they look foolish so that's all i wanted to say no pj you're right now thank you for the phone call they, they look silly right now you know, this isn't something, for example, that transpired over the course of a decade, right? Like 10 years ago, golfers started fleeing over to the live folks and, and, and taking their financial overtures. And then you had a few that stayed loyal to the PGA Tour and all those barbs were being traded back and forth. And then over time, you know, a decade into the future, maybe they had a little bit of a different way of looking at things and said, well, you know what, maybe just maybe, maybe it's better to partner up, like what ended up happening today with this announcement. No, this is a matter of a couple of years. A couple of years. I mean, this is still kind of fresh. That's why they look silly. Now, what they were talking about with the different sports and, you know, in terms of revenues and, and so on and so forth, what I was able to, to, to find out with the PGA Tour in 2021, $1.5 billion is what they were able to take in, $1.5 billion. Now, that pales, pales in comparison to the four major sports, okay? The NFL is in its own category. I mean, they take in about $18 billion, would it be? $18 billion a year. NBA's around $10 bill. Baseball's around $10 bill. And then you have the National Hockey League, which is in that $6 billion range, which is still not the worst thing in the world. But... Do you ever think that for a second they would have to possibly get in line with, you know, organizations like that just to continue to upgrade their revenue? No, I don't think so. Because like I said, you listen, to, you, you look at that backing right there. That's pretty sizable. You know, now, do you think that players, for example, like we referenced the soccer players. First of all, you're not going to have a professional football league over there. 
I don't care what the hell they start up, and I don't care what type of money that they would put. That's not going to happen. Um, they can start a baseball league. You know, basketball, that's international. Okay, I get that. They, you know, you could go play overseas European, but you're not going to make the money that you would make in the NBA if you're good. If you have options, you're going to stay and play in the NBA. And the same thing even with the National Hockey League, even though, remember, for a while there, remember there were a lot of hockey players who decided to leave the NHL and to go play in Russia in the KHL. Remember, they had a, a streak going for a while there where they were getting some pretty noteworthy players of sticking around or even going back there to play. Remember, the Russians like Ilya Kovalchuk left the NHL to go play in the KHL, and he had that monster contract that he signed with the Devils, the 15 years or whatever the hell it was. You know, Yarmir Yager, when he could still play at a high level, he left and went to go play in the KHL, for example. Right, That would be the only equivalent that I could think of here in terms of you know, guys potentially up and leaving just to go someplace else. It just looks bad. The PGA folks look bad. For everything, you know, like I said, the moral high ground that they decided to jump off of a couple of years ago, and now where's that high ground? Where is it gone? Well, they went away all for the sake of money. That's where it went more than anything else. 800-919-3776, that is the telephone number. A couple of um, baseball items around the league before we get to some calls here. The Marlins, who are ahead of the Mets in the National League East, right? They're playing some good baseball. They won again tonight, 6-1 to one over the Kansas City Royals. They're six games over 500 are the Marlins at 34-28. and 28. Luis Arise, who they traded for right at the beginning of the season, from the Minnesota Twins for Pablo Lopez, the pitcher. Won the batting champion last year in the AL, did Luis Arise, remember. Two more hits tonight. He's batting 401. 401. It's June 6th. Now, I'm not going to get crazy yet. You talk about some of these like unbreakable records and things that we're never probably going to see again. I, I, I would like to think that the situation involving a 400 hitter is probably also going to go along those wa- those ways as well as this game continues to evolve and continues to change as a matter of fact right now you would think it would be a little bit easier to go get some pay you know to get some base hits because with the shift not being implemented anymore there's more real estate to work with but the game is just so different than what it once was and i don't think that you know number 1 you're going to have to remain productive over the course of a long season You know, now the game is so analytically driven. You know, teams are able to sit there and mix and match and, you know, combat ways to get you out maybe differently than they did back in the day. You know, to be hitting 400 even on June 6th, 60 games into the season, I think is an awesome, awesome achievement. You know, but we've seen guys do this over the last handful of years. You know, Joe Maurer did this once. You know, he was hitting 400, remember him, into June and, and all those things. But it still doesn't mean that, you're going to be hitting 400 when you get into August. I remember back in the day, John Olerud, remember when he was still with the Toronto Blue Jays? He gave it a run one year where he flirted with 400. But it's a hell of an achievement. It really is. There's never been a guy in the history of baseball, you want to talk about little things that we're not used to seeing, there's never been a guy in the history of the game who has won batting titles in back-to-back years in opposite leagues. Like I said, Arise won it last year in the AL, could win it again this year in the National League just because of the ridiculous start that he's off to here with the Miami Marlins. Who is second right now in the, in the National League? It's Freddie Freeman. He's got a 70-point lead 
on Freddie Freeman for number two in the National League. So barring just a complete and utter funk, Luis Arise might end up making it back-to-back years and the first to do it in each league as far as the batting championship is concerned. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Quick timeout. We'll have some NBA Finals thoughts we got to get into here. Half hour still to play with, and it's Larry and Gordon. Dan Gross' show right here on 98.7 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Grasser Show, 98.7 ESPN. I love this song. It's Vintage 80s, Outfield. But it makes me think of the Patriots, right? Because this is what they play at Patriot games up at Gillette Stadium, generally after the Patriots score a touchdown. And not for nothing, I think for 20 years, unless you're a Patriots fan, you were basically just, you know, it's like PTSD listening to that song. If you hate the Patriots, that's all you saw was, you know, Belichick on the sidelines, Brady on the sidelines, you know, high five and everybody, whole place there singing it. And it's generally against your team, too. So, yeah, great song. Just, you know, crappy context. It was always Patriots related. But we suck. And that was a request, by the way, I heard, uh, Harvey. Me and Julian are working backstage here on the show as Josh Donaldson hits a home run. And um, he, he inter- I was trying to find some more music to update this lo- this catalog that oh, we have. Oh, you got to update. You got to keep it fresh. Yeah, of course. And um, he goes, That's can a good I make one though? He goes, can I make a request? I'm like, yeah. What is it? He goes, he puts this song in. There you and go. And he just told us right now. He didn't know it was. A, he didn't think it was Patriots related at all. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, go back. I mean, not the Patriots aren't any good anymore. But like, I mean, all those you know, the Brady years, the championship years, it was just constantly, constantly. You know, they, they score a touchdown, they come back from commercial, the whole place is singing that song and on the side. That was, yeah, that's like the Patriots anthem. Didn't so, they have another one? I think it was like third third down. They played, um, they used to sing this song. I don't know about that, but I mean, like third down, you can't really do a lot because it's, you know, the game is still going on. But that was just like during, you know, they would play that during like a long TV they, timeout. They're, they're you know singing I mean? Living on a Prayer. Is what they would say. Oh, they played that too. Yeah, the Bon Jovi stuff. Because Bon Jovi somehow, some way, you know, I look. I understand people get older, they evolve, they change. You know, they you know, develop different relationships, and you root for different things. Bon Jovi's a guy, regardless of whether or not you enjoy the music or not. But that's that's not important to the story. But Bon Jovi's a guy who you know grew up in you know Sayreville, New Jersey, right? Diehard Giant fan. You know, his whole life. 
the Parcells years with the Giants, those first two Super Bowls, you know, Bon, jo- uh, bon Jovi's there, Mr. Giant. And, then, and now all of a sudden, later on in life, he's Mr. Patriot. And he's sitting up there in Bob Kraft's uh, box, sitting right next to him with all these Patriot games. I don't, I don't understand. Like, I, I just don't understand how that could happen. I, I, I don't. So let me, get but, this, let me get this straight. Let's just yeah. say you're not a Jets fan. You're mm-hmm. whatever. Right. A Ravens fan. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure. You're, you make it big in the music world. All of a sudden, whoever. Cle- uh, successful team. The Steelers. Or oh, You can't do that. You can't the, do that because Ravens-Steelers is like a huge rival. All right, bad example. All right, let's just go with the Patriots then. The no. Patriots and their, their no, ownership. You said, the, you said the music business. How about this? All right, so you, I'll use the Ravens, which was your example. You grow up a Ravens fan. You make it big in whatever industry, let's say, you know, show business, entertainment, whatever. And then you're like, you know, buddy, buddy with all the the people out in L.A. with the Rams. Because the Rams are like this Fugazi Hollywood team. They're the closest thing they have to it, right? So, like, all the celebrities like to flock to the Rams games, especially when they were good a couple of years ago and in the Super Bowl. Last year they were god-awful. This year they're going to be god-awful. So I don't know how many celebrities you're going to see at the games. But that's what it would be. So if the Rams had, like, sustained success over, like, a decade, a decade and a half, it would be like me sitting there right next to, to whoever. Was it? Yeah, somebody on the in, in the Met dugout got tossed, and the Met it, it's Buck. Buck got tossed. Buck just got tossed in the third inning. Nimmo's at bat. Mets are losing one nothing, and I guess you know the umpire. I don't know who the home plate umpire is, but he had rabbit ears and he heard enough you know chatter from the dugout, and I guess he threw out Buck. Now Buck comes out and they're having a civil conversation. But anyway. Um, did Buck, was Buck the one that got thrown out or was it somebody else? Or is he just coming out to, to defend? Because if Buck got thrown out, I would be like, if I'm Buck, I'm angrier. Like he, he came out very calm and very composed. That's why I don't know if it's him. I think his name is Adam Hamari. The home Adam Hamari is the home plate umpire. Was it Buck? I'll tell you, if it was Buck that got thrown out, he was extremely, extremely composed. More so than anybody else I've ever seen. Except there goes, um. It might have been Eric Chavez. Yeah, Chavez got thrown out, the bench coach. Yeah, because he's going down the dugout steps. That's what I thought. Like, like if, if, if a manager or anybody gets thrown out of the game, then you want to get your money's worth, and you're going to come out, you know, guns a-blazing and really give it to the guy. So it was Eric Chavez who was chirping. He got tossed, and Buck comes out just to get an explanation. Anyway, Mets losing one nothing. So I need to get to the bottom of this here, something else completely different. Forget about the Bon Jovi stuff. We've made our peace with that. Apparently, like, this show is becoming, like, the gossip show, which I had no intention of making it that show, but I I guess it is becoming that as far as, like, you know, interstation politics and things that are happening at this great radio station of ours. You know, the other night we had all these calls with the the company folks and, and, and calling about... You know, the stuff that was happening on the morning show and, and, and with, you know, Peter's wedding and so on and so forth and the back and the forth and, you know, the outing that the company had last week at the, the DNR in the Mets game. And, and I'm the one that's in the middle of it all. And I have to hear all of this stuff. Like, it, it's like I'm, you know, the judge and I have to sit here and listen to everybody complaining and have their beefs that they're airing about all these different sides. So I didn't know about this one. And so I guess I'm the one that's bringing it up. It's not like. The smoke was brought to me on this show like is what happened the other night. Harvey was the one that told me about this, that apparently there's some friction going on, and the Yankees lose 3-2, to two, by the way. Donaldson hits the home run, but Liam Hendricks closes it out and gets the three outs there in the ninth inning, and that's a great story, by the way. Liam Hendricks back from cancer, um, 
tremendous, tremendous comeback story. You want to see a guy like that do well. So good job by uh, Liam Hendricks there. And we'll get some information with Boone when he uh, talks about uh, Aaron Judge, if there is any sort of update when the game is over. But neither here nor there. So Harvey's the one that told me that apparently now our buddy, Ira from Staten Island, is in the middle of drama here at this station, apparently. And, like, the shows are kind of, like, against Ira. I- explain to me what is going on with this. What it, explain to me the drama now with Iron Staten Island. Like, what is happening? Look, I'm just a messenger in this. This started right. a while ago. I don't know if you've noticed this, Dan, but Ira hasn't really called the K-Show in a while now. And um, it's right, a fe- so he's not. he hasn't called the K-Show. No. Okay. Hasn't called the K-Show in a while. I haven't heard. Uh, did we hear from Ira last week when we had? I think we talked to him last week, one of the days, probably. It was Jet-related, of course. I think he, he talked to you. Often. Right. But he doesn't call the K-Show. Okay. So, and apparently, he calls the morning show regularly. Yes. Okay. So, this was a phone call that was made today, you're telling me? This morning. This was a phone call made today. Okay. This morning, Ira calling DNR this morning. Let's take a listen. Ira, can I ask you a question before we start here? Is there some kind of a rift between you and the K-Show? Because Don was in, and he said that you don't like them anymore. No, no, I like those guys. It's just, you know, I really don't have the time, to be honest with you. I'm really involved with aquatics. I catch the tail end. By the time I get to the show, uh, they got the ENN on, which I really don't have any interest in. And if I occasionally catch them, you know, it's been a lot of baseball. Uh, I didn't get a chance to call them over to Roger stuff, but it's nothing personal. Uh, Michael and I could talk about a couple issues off the air, but personally, no. No, okay. no problem with him at all. I think Ira's making a statement that he's our guy. You, yeah, you you consider yourself a, a, Ira's wife a called staple the show. of this show, right? Absolutely. You're the number one show in New York. There's no doubt about it. All right, so a couple of things there. It's quite number a loaded one. call. Yeah, that's they, they, they look, they wanted a commitment. They got a commitment on the air. Ira's big into the swimming. We know that. You know, he said the aquatics, he's like Ira Phelps. Right. You know, when it comes to him in the pool, he's very, very committed. Hey, look at that. Frankie Lindor with a two run home run. It's about freaking time. Jeez. Blind squirrel finds an acorn anyway. But I'm more consumed with this Irish stuff. So. Ira hasn't called the case show. He does swimming in the afternoons. Apparently from three to six. Then he says when he gets to the show, he it's normally around ENN time. ENN is at six o'clock. Now, in defense of ENN, they don't take phone calls during ENN. So even if, let's say, Ira wanted to call the show, he's not going to be able to do it while Peter's doing his thing because that's not really a phone call-driven part of the show, right? They've got all the stuff. It's like the kind of the news of the day type thing. It's not really something that they rely much on phone calls. So he's not able to do that. Now you're telling me, Harvey, the part two of this was word got back to the guys in the afternoon about the Irish situation, and Peter had something to say about it? One thing that I've known about this life that I live is that yeah. no matter what you say, mm-hmm. word always gets back to whoever is affected. Apparently it does. It does. All right, so so what did Peter have to say about this? Let's listen. Ira from Staten Island, a man who has tortured the listeners of this market for 20 years with rambling about the Jets. This is what bothers me. And by the way, I like Ira. He's a nice enough guy, but I'm sorry. That was the most disingenuous, lying nonsense. He's obviously got a problem with us. He buried ENN for no reason. He said he doesn't really have any time for the show. He said he has issues. It was like an interview with an athlete. He's been watching athletes for so long, he's learned how to lie like they do. Like, that was clearly, he has problems. 
problems with the show. Well, guess what? You want a problem, Zyra? You got problems. See, I I don't think he buried ENN. Sounds like some fighting words to me. <laughs> the, what he said was, I have no use for ENN. I don't think he buried it. I don't think that he said, hey, don't go listen to ENN. It's just not something that Ira particularly finds entertaining or, or finds informative. But that's not to say that ENN isn't. I'm a big ENN guy. Huge ENN guy. A lot of people are. If, if it wasn't productive, it still wouldn't be a part of the show. But they also don't take phone calls. So that's why I have Ivers back in that sense in that, okay, if you can only get to the show around 6 o'clock because he's a devoted swimmer, you're not taking phone calls during that segment anyway. Like Peter and the guys are not going to stop ENN to take Ivers' phone call or anybody's phone call. Now, maybe he could get in a little bit later on in the hour, but maybe Ira's got other things going on, like dinner, for example. I mean, shoot, if you swim all those laps, you're going to burn calories. You're going to bring up a little bit of an appetite here, and you want to eat. Protein shakes. Protein shakes. Not, not everybody has the, uh, the access to protein shakes like you do. You know, they just don't. So you got to make it work. You got to fit in the food any which way you can. All right, you know. This seems to be, you know, is this just happening a lot now more? Or is it just something that's now coming to my attention more so than it used to be with all of this drama going on behind the scenes? I never thought that we'd start um, 2023 and halfway through the 2023, we'd be talking about this. No, not at all. But my goodness. I mean, it seems like I'm the guy who's like the neutral party here. Well, I'm going to have to just gather everybody together and have like a summit or something and, and try to have everybody like talk out their problems. And, you know, we might have to even get callers in on it. How are you going to do that? I don't know how I'm going to do you that. Everybody, I don't know. You can have everybody sit down, crisscross. Yeah, like, what am I going to do? My free time? Like, I have any free time to begin with? And if I had free time, you think that I would care enough to do something like this? Of course not. But it just feels like this is something that falls on my shoulders now, that I have to be the guy. And Pete Alonso just hit one to um, Louisiana, as a matter of fact. So two two-run homers for the Mets, Lindor and Alonso in this third inning, and they have a four-to-one lead. So that's a step in the right direction. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We'll talk a little NBA when we come back. Then it's Larry and Gordon coming up at the top of the hour. Dan Gross's show, ninety-eight seven ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. 
Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Was this a by request song or no? Was this just whatever you felt like playing type of rejoin? Who did you say this was? No, I said, was this a by request song for one of you guys or you just felt like playing this one and that's why you played it? No, I felt like playing it. Okay, nothing wrong with that. Jadakus, one of the greats. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, Grasser Show, 98.7 ESPN. Okay, as we expected... Moments ago, Aaron Boone told the assembled media at Yankee Stadium following a 3-2 Yankee loss to the White Sox that Aaron Judge indeed is headed to the 10-day IL. He's got a bruise and a strain of a ligament in his right big toe. So Judge down at least 10 days. Now, the beauty of it is uh, they could retro it back to Saturday because he hasn't played since. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, we're already three days into this thing. So in a perfect world, let's see, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. He could be back, you know, a week from today if everything checks out A-OK, which, oh, by the way, isn't next Tuesday Mets-Yankees? Tuesday, Wednesday? Right? At City Field. There you go. So he could be back. But, again, this is about exercising caution. If it takes one week, if it takes two weeks, hell, if it takes three weeks to a month, they need to get this guy right because the Yankees are nothing without Aaron Judge. And that's why I have no problem whatsoever with making sure they knock this thing out as early as possible because you don't want to run into a situation like you had last year, even with DJ LeMahieu, who was bothered by a toe injury and just was never the same player even when he tried to give it a go. And the Yanks need Aaron Judge as close to 100% as possible for this thing to fire as far as what they want to accomplish this season, and that's try to win a championship. I mean, there's no other way around it. Um, Tomorrow we have ourselves a abbreviated show, 90 minutes, 7 to 8.30, because we have Game 3 of the NBA Finals. As the scene is going to shift down to South Beach there, you got the Nuggets, you got the Miami Heat after Miami put forward a really, really impressive performance in winning a game number two. Impressive in the sense that, you know, they came out red hot, Denver answered. Denver then took control of the game, really, up until that fourth quarter. And you're thinking, all right, the Nuggets haven't lost a game in that building since March. Heat haven't won a game in that building since 2016. Nuggets take an eight-point lead or whatever it was into the fourth quarter. There's no way that Miami's going to be able to win this game. Well, guess again. As they started making three after three after three, the role players started contributing, you know, Jimmy Butler started making a couple of plays in that fourth quarter. Bam Adebayo was outstanding. And they found ways to get it done. And it's not like we haven't seen this before from this Miami team because they are the fourth quarter team. It's just remarkable. We gave you the stat last night. But if you add up all the basketball that this Miami team has played in, the, in, in this postseason, which is a lot of games, they've got a negative point differential in the first quarter. They've got a negative point differential in the second quarter. Negative point differential in the third quarter. Fourth quarter? They come on like a house of fire. They're like plus 90 
in the fourth quarter. And that's what won them the game the other night. Nestor Cortez, meantime, a little bit more information here from Boone on the Yankee lefty. Shoulder strain, won't throw for two weeks. All right, so two weeks. Hell, you might not see Nestor again for the first half of the season. That might not be until a post-All-Star break type thing. Yeah, and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I am going to say it. This is a guy who last year threw 158 innings, which was a career high. The only time in his career he even hit 100 innings, right? How does a pitcher come back after he has that career high workload? Some of them, they struggle. Some of them, they have a little bit of durability problems. And especially when you look at Nestor, who missed some time earlier in camp this year, not because of the arm, wasn't it a hamstring or something like that for Nestor, and which knocked him out of the WBC? So then you get off mechanically, and you have to kind of then do things to maybe overcompensate for another part of your body that's letting you down a little bit. I don't know if that contributed in any way, but the fact of the matter is, is that Nestor is one of those case studies that he's fighting it a little bit after having that career season when it came to innings pitched. And unfortunately for the Yankees, it comes at a really, really bad time. Because how many more starting pitchers have to go down for this team to even resemble what you thought was going to be a top-flight rotation? And that's the crime of it all, is that I really and truly thought that this rotation was going to be one of the better ones in baseball. With the addition of Rodon, a healthy Severino, Cortez. At the time, we didn't know anything was wrong with Frankie Montas. You know, but he hasn't thrown a pitch either. So between Montas, between Nestor going down, between the fact Rodon hasn't thrown a pitch, you know, Severino is somebody that I still think you have to, like, hold your breath every time he takes the mound before you can actually feel good about what you're going to see and if he's even going to come out of this thing healthy. I mean, it's, it's literally Garrett Cole and hold your breath the other four days. That's what you got. Vasquez is going to pitch tomorrow, and then Seve coming up on Thursday. And now you're coming off of a loss where the bats went cold and you were getting no hit for six innings. You know, it's one thing to have a bad game, and then it's one thing to have a bad game, and then you have all these other concerns. And Judge, I mean, it goes without saying. You know, this is a guy they need in the lineup. You know, this is a guy that they need. He is as invaluable to this baseball team as any player is to any team in the damn sport. No ifs, ands, or buts. So we'll see what the fallout from this is starting tomorrow. And like I said before, Game 3 of the NBA Finals coming up tomorrow night. We'll be on from 7 to 8.30. Like we say, half the show, twice the fun. We'll make the most of it, that is for sure. Mets have a 4-1 to lead right now. After three, a couple of two-run jacks from Lindor and Alonzo. Mets will certainly take a lot more of those as you move forward here through the season. We'll see if they can hang on against the Atlanta Braves. That'll do it for us, though, tonight. Thanks to C.J. Nitkowski for joining us. Thanks to Julian. Thanks to Harvey. But I want you to keep it tuned right here to this station. You know why? Because my friends Gordon and Larry, they are coming up next. They will take you the rest of the night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow at 7, right after TMKS. Dan Gross is saying so long right here. 9870 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs>